FBI's focus was collecting salacious sexual material of King with various girlfriends. Hoover had made the speech that Martin Luther King was the world's most notorious liar. Now what am I going to do about Martin Luther King? Looks to me like he's too far north. This was a way that they could bring down a very influential black civil rights leader and contain the movement. The FBI mailed a tape of Dr. King with other women to him and to Coretta with an advice that he should go kill himself. More people should be aware of that on Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, which is a federal holiday. The federal government taped him having sex and sent the tape to his wife and told him to kill himself. That same federal government is now honoring his life with a national holiday with, like, no reflection or irony or anything. And behaving somewhat similarly when it comes to investigating the Trump campaign. Now, if I could convince America of one thing, if the, the, the good Lord spoke and said, all right, one idea, you, you can do one, it would probably be. Wish for more wishes. Oh, that is so a violation, and you lose your wish for that. Can I wish for another genie? Uh, no, my God, no. No, you get punched in the face and no wishes for what? wishing that. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a major penalty. It's a major <laughs> wishing penalty. It would probably be to convince people, when the right is in charge, they overreach and abuse their power. When the left is in charge, they overreach and abuse their power. You said it's, the same thing twice. It's not. <laughs> it's a mixed message. Mixed message. It's not about right and left. It's about power. It's about liberty. It's about the government and, and the nature of mankind. It's not about today's current argument on freaking CNN. I have not been granted that wish, Jack. So I'll continue to cry and moan on this radio show for as long as I'm so, privileged to have it. So that clip was from the movie J, uh, uh, MLK FBI. It's a new documentary that just hit over the weekend, and it's getting pretty good reviews. Um, like quite possibly it will be like you know an Oscar documentary sort of thing. Um, one of the civil rights leaders, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. It might pop into my head, but one of your high ups who is with. MLK a lot, so they wanted to bug his home because they knew MLK would be there. Um, they have phone people, it's FBI agents or whoever you hire. They show up to the guy's house and tell his wife, this is way back in the day, they tell his wife, phone company, we're here to uh, install some new phone equipment. Uh, your husband ordered it. So, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go in and they uh, mess with all their phones and plug in a bunch of stuff like that and then leave. And then later his wife brings it up to him when he's home and he says, I didn't order any new phone equipment or anything like that and that's when he started to get suspicious that something was going on so he was the first to think i think the government's spying on us and uh mlk thought no they got better they got bigger things to do vietnam all the things that are going on in the world i think think they got bigger things to do than to listen to our conversations he uh he didn't believe it for a long time interesting the fbi actually sending in fake phone workers Mm. into a woman's house to, to bug their phone. Yeah. Over yeah. very, very sketchy, you know, reasons. Well, J. Edgar Hoover was nuts. Uh, or, or at least, do you think he was nuts, or did he just 
have incredibly badly misplaced priorities. I think he was a lot like James Comey. He believed, you can trust me. I mean, I can do anything because I'm trustworthy. I know what the line is. Ah, Getting back to my previous screed. The restraints on power aren't necessary for me. Right. Because I am wise. It's exactly like Gavin Newsom eating dinner in a restaurant or all the things these politicians are doing. I can it handle this. It was an this. early dinner. I know. I can go on a vacation somewhere, somewhere. Uh, you know, I I know how to handle the situation, but most people don't. I it's can a, visit my family. It's the same exact sort of thing. J. Edgar Hoover ran the FBI from the 20s to the 70s. You don't think by the time he was getting toward the end of that run, he didn't feel like he was kind of like king of the world and could do whatever he wanted? Sure. Yeah. He said, I want to keep an eye on this guy. He was also really bothered by MOK's sex life. Thought it was, you know, bad for America. We had leaders that were engaging in this sort of tawdry behavior. Mm. Now, the whole he used to put on a dress and call himself Mary thing, is that true? I don't think so. Uh, uh, Do you think it's appropriate that the FBI building is the J. Edgar Hoover building? Absolutely not. I think that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if there was some general who was like, you know, chairman of the Joint Chiefs for 30 years, he was so well thought of. And then it comes out that he was actually selling the plans to our advanced weapon systems to the Soviets. You think we'd still have a fort, you know, what's it's named after him? I mean, not like the, Hoover wasn't a turncoat in that way, but he certainly just absolutely trampled on the Constitution. Um, and uh, to remind you one more time, the, the... Of course, we do have military bases named after Confederate generals. That's right. Which is an odd thing. Martin Luther King Jr.'s sex tapes, and he was having sex with women all over the country, sometimes more than one at a time. Time-saving. Yeah, uh-huh. He's busy. I got a speech to deliver. They got a good, clear audio tape of that. Hours and hours and hours of tapes of him having sex. And all that comes out in 2027, in six years, it will just, on that day, appear on the uh, the website, you know, for government records, and anybody can go and listen to them. I hope I'm still in talk radio at that point, because oh, that is going to be a crazy day. They'll oh, probably boy. release some alien stuff, too, to try to steal some of the headlines away from right, it. Right, right. Another one of those Let UFO- me go back to Pluto. Another one of those Air Force UFO videos will show up all of a sudden, too. That's what I'm anticipating. Who knows how that will land six years from now? Where will we be with Me Too or race relations or whatever? There might be a great effort from the left to use that to discredit MLK. I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah, the woke crowd has every interest in discrediting King and his naive dream. It's not about the content of the character. It's about carefully assigning racial categories and then doling out government money and privileges according to your race. The new racists, the, the, one of the greatest arguments against them is how they, they trample on King's legacy and ignore it. Hey, let's just, because this is the Comey part of the documentary, let's play this clip 62 there, Sean. Staying calm under fire is very hard when people are trying to kill you. Anybody who was to the left of mainstream in civil rights was deemed a subversive. They use surveillance in order to foment violence and break apart these organizations. They were running a surveillance state. This represents the darkest part of the Bureau's history. I think it is hilarious that James Comey got into that documentary somehow. It was yeah. weird that he asked the director, do you want me to do another couple reads of that line? Was that good? Did I get it? I got, it. I got, it. I got some improv ideas here. They used the Steele dossier on Trump the way they were trying to use the sex stuff on MLK. Whatever. 
An agent involved in the FBI's original Trump-Russia case left the Crossfire Hurricane team amid, quote, a professional disagreement with one of the higher-ups after the former assistant director of counterintelligence, Bill Priestep, denied his request for an enhanced validation review of Christopher Steele's reporting. So this guy essentially said, this Chris Steele stuff stinks. Can we take another look at it? And the guy said, no, 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 that's fine. You just keep your mouth shut, all right? And he left the team over it. Agent testified he understood Steele had, quote, a subsource network that provided him reporting and became aware that he was collecting this information for an entity that was conducting opposition research. In other words, it couldn't be trusted. It had at least two different, uh, you know, uh, bias problems. I recognize the significance of uh, his reporting, meaning uh, Steele. I had questions about our intel validation going on in counterintelligence division, and all of that contributed to my professional disagreement. Agent told investigators his disagreement was with Prestap. Well, after they kind of repeat themselves. Um, so anybody who said, wait a minute, this is crap, was shoved aside. Sure. That is something. Again, it's not about a right, the right, left. It's about power. They had a hunch that Trump was involved with Putin somehow, or they just believed he couldn't possibly win. There's no way. There's something fishy. And that's good enough for them to make up a reason to spy on people. And and listen to this. The rationale they gave him was, well, we can't do that because then word would get out about the Crossfire Hurricane investigation. So we can't really dig into the Steele dossier anymore. You know, thanks for your concern, but we got to keep this hush-hush, you know? Uh, agent told investigators he understood the answer, but disagreed with it. This was a concern that you were so passionate about that it made you terminate your association with the case, the team, and go back to work at the Washington field office, the investigator asked. It was, according to the agent, who left Crossfire Hurricane on Jan 6, 2017. So you've got a big, giant, top-secret, highest-level Comey and company managing every step investigation. This guy said, I don't want any part of this. And he went back to his regular gig at the Washington field office. If you know anything about the FBI or bureaucracies or, you know, hierarchical organizations, that's an, that's an amazing step of principle to take. Nobody's going to read this story. Nobody cares, though. Uh, back briefly to MLK in that movie. Um, you heard in that clip there, they talking about the, the pressure he was under. It was in 65, I think. So the year the Voting Rights Act was signed, and I mean, MLK is at the height of his power and national attention that the FBI sent the sex tape to his wife. Can you imagine? the? And he was just, I mean, he his life at that time was just a whirlwind. Won the Nobel Prize, had to fly over and get that. I mean, he's just everywhere all the time. TV shows, interviews, marches, everything like mm-hmm. that. While in your mind, you're trying to compartmentalize the fact that the FBI sent a sex tape to your wife and told you to kill yourself. Right. Man, that's some serious pressure on your life. Add to that, he was absolutely aware of the fact that people wanted to kill him. Oh, yeah, yeah, regularly that. I mean, the modern, uh, we got death threats online. I mean, everybody does for practically everything. Um, But, yeah, although I understand the FBI withheld uh, information about credible death threats against him, didn't alert him to that. Hmm. I just read that yesterday. Um, uh, Yeah, that's, that's some pressure, man. Oh, you'd feel like everybody was against you. Maybe that's why he's having all the sex. As long as he had, is he getting bedded in every town by a different woman? He is. Uh, he can pull it off. He has a different uh, reaction to stress than I do. 
But, you know, we're all made different. <laughs> some people play golf, some people drink, some people have a girlfriend in every town they go to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, is it sh- is it certain they're going to release... Oh, look at the time, we're running late. Uh, I'll ask you, is it certain they're going to release the sex tapes? Well, by law, they will come out on the 27th unless there's some sort of... Maybe executive order could hide them? I'm not I even almost... sure an executive order could get around it. You know what? I... I... I think they have to release them, and I'll explain why I have that controversial point of view. Because you want to hear this? You want to hear MLK doing it? I really don't. I really do not. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But I'm saying to you this morning, my friend, even if it falls your lot to be a street sweeper, go on out and sweep streets like Michelangelo painted pictures. Sweep streets like Handel and Beethoven composed music. Sweep streets like Shakespeare wrote poetry. Sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth will have to pause and say, here lived a great street sweeper who swept his job well. I'm sorry, MLK. Working hard is a white person construct that they're trying to force on uh, black people. So I disagree with you. That's a good point. Oh, that reminds me. I, I learned a new word or a new term. This is from the Washington Post, which apparently will print anything. To understand Trump's support among minorities, we must think in terms of multiracial whiteness. Okay. Saw Ben Dominich tweeting about this. Multiracial whiteness is, uh, it's, well, it's, it's the way you tie yourself in knots to explain how not everybody of your color agrees with you like they're supposed to. I call this phenomenon multiracial whiteness, writes this crackpot, whose name is Christina Beltran. <laughs> this crackpot. <laughs> oh, I calls him like sometimes, I see him. Sometimes the old-timey expressions are the best. <laughs> <laughs> I call this phenomenon multiracial whiteness, the promise that they, too, can lay claim to the politics of aggression, exclusion, and domination. As if there's anything more aggressive, exclusive, and dominating than the, the woke left right now. So if you disagree with us, you're clearly on the bad side of it. Right. Not on a different side. Don't have a different point of view. Not an argument worth hearing. Right, exactly. You're part of the bad guys. Right, no matter your your color. And she concedes that Trump got more uh, Latino votes than any Republican in recent memory. Uh, and, and the rest of it. and But it's because the, the white people have poisoned those poor brown people with their brutal white politics. And the poor misled brown people aspire to the same power. Okay. Yeah, well, right. Well, we're talking about the uh, MLK FBI documentary that just came out over the weekend. It's getting great reviews. And I watched it. And uh, a lot of the point is how the FBI spied on uh, MLK. And it's um it's got good and bad on both sides. I thought it was pretty even documentary i thought it just documented what happened more or less i'm looking forward to seeing that but the sex tapes the audio tapes of mlk and they have many hours of them come out in 2027 and we have a thing here in the united states we release all kinds of secrets after a certain amount of time Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna make an argument that they must release the tapes i hope i'm wrong I'd, i'd like somebody to come up with a reason why i'm wrong um 
And it's funny, I'm reminded of Kim Strassel's piece in the Wall Street Journal we were talking about how the big business's sharp left turn is dangerous. Because all these big giant companies, the tech companies in particular and allied companies, decide to silence Trump. Tech and email companies and and uh, the people who hosted Parler and just everybody decided, no, 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 we're, we're, we're going to crack down on everything. We're going to silence everybody. And the storming of the Capitol was horrible. And some of the rhetoric that's flying around these days is dangerous, and it's bad, and I disapprove of it. The problem is, though, one of the, the great characteristics of the left these days is they pronounce every sin or perceived sin in apocalyptic terms. Uh, terms. You're not wrong. You're a fascist. You're a Nazi. You're a racist. And if these companies become either so sensitive or fearful or enthusiastic that they start believing that rhetoric, well, if they hear that Joe Getty's a fascist because he chuckled at the term multiracial whiteness, you're not going to have a fascist on your, your platform or your company or, 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 or your email servers or anything else. You can't have fascists. And there's a decent rationale for not releasing Martin Luther King's sex tapes. It's a pretty strong rationale. But I'm afraid if we start granting the government the power to say, well, you don't need to hear this. We're just going to bend the law right, a little right, bit. Right, right, right. It'll just go too far. Yeah, probably right. I wonder. I don't know. I don't really want to hear a man not me having sex. Either. Armstrong and Getty. The only backstop against this new variant is the fact that we will have a lot of infection by then, so there'll be a lot of immunity in the population, and we will be vaccinating more people. But this really changes the equation, and I think what we're looking at is a relentless strike from this virus heading into the spring, whereas infections really would have started to decline in the spring. We would have had a quiet spring. We could have persistently high levels of infection in the spring until we finally get enough people vaccinated. And the bottom line is these strains are already here. Even B1351 is probably in the United States now, even though we haven't detected yet. You know, the simple things are still going to work. Wearing masks, uh, avoiding crowds, and the quality of the mask really matters right now. If you wear a higher quality mask with this new infection, that's going to be very important. Yep, this new strain is easier to spread. It's going to double every week. It's about 1% now, but by spring, it will be the dominant strain out there that spreads super easy. So I'm going to be a little more careful with my masks. It's my boy. You know, I'm reading this article. Thanks for sending it along, Sean, from uh, CBS LA. You're welcome. So an article about the frontline workers packing into the parking lot at Dodger Stadium on Saturday uh, to get their first dose of the vaccines. And they quote various frontline workers. I mean, this is fabulous. We've been waiting for a long time. It's kind of scary, et cetera. Here's a pharmacist uh, uh, quick to make their appointments to get the shot. Uh, 2,200 shots on Friday, more on Saturday firefighters just the death toll just the article lays out how critical this is and then they did they just throw out there well mayor eric garcetti halfwit hoping the federal government will send more doses to southern california to keep the vaccination line moving it's really i'm relieved it's been a long year says one person then they just casually mention dodger stadium vaccination site will be closed on monday for the martin luther king jr holiday uh, that's If it isn't enough to make you tear out your hair, we have listeners saying, why do you think they stormed the Capitol? People are fed up with this sort of crap. 
If you're setting the over-under on Garcetti's wit at half, I'm hammering the under on that line. <laughs> you're going to borrow money from friends to yeah. hit the under. Wow, are there no grown-ups who would say, we're taking MLK Junior Day off? Why? This is an emergency. You just said it was an emergency. Uh, it's the I biggest emergency. article about all the dead bodies that we now have to rent refrigerators. There's so many people dying alone in hallways in hospitals. The biggest emergency in my life. Anybody can top that? No? Well, if this isn't a time to ignore the holiday, I don't know what would be. Side note, people have a holiday. They might be more available to get vaccinated. Maybe we should increase our our staff that day. And how about if Dip S talk show hosts decide to work MLK Day because a fair number of people like the show and we think, well, we might as well do a show for the private sector that's working today. If we're motivated to come in at work, you'd think the people saving lives might be convinced to come in and give some shots. Well, Wendy's is open today. Walmart's open today. I swear to God, I don't know. I don't know whether to, you know, race into the woods and, and live like a hermit and ignore the rest of you homo sapiens for the rest of my life or keep doing this or stand on my head and poop wooden nickels. I don't know how to deal with is I pay it, to see that trick, though. Is That's it cognitive? Cool. It's an illusion. It's really the, the, uh, the wooden nickels are, never mind. Um, they're in my boot. They're in my boot. I have a special mechanism that, uh, was up my pant leg. Anyway, uh, it, it, <laughs> Is this cognitive dissonance? I can't process right. how these two things can be true. Horrific. L.A. is ground zero. It is the hottest hotspot on the globe, as far as right. we know, right? Right, right. California is. And L.A. Well, County we're taking the day off because it's MLK Day. It's got to be a union thing, right? Or something. I, I don't I don't, Or a woke thing. Uh, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm horrified. So, a little more on the virus. So, I was a little confused. I was watching Gottlieb yesterday on Face the Nation. I always catch his segment. And he kept referring to the H135V versus the H937-2. And, 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 and Margaret Brennan there kept saying, so, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm getting confused with the letters. You mean the British strain? And he, and he kept using the numbers. And then I figured out today, because somebody texted... How come we can call it the British strain or the South oh. African strain, but we can't call it the Chinese strain? Right. And so, because he had been referring to it in previous weeks as the British strain or the South African strain. But that's racist and xenophobic. But somebody pointed that out to me that we can't, obviously, somebody will make a big deal out of the fact that if we're calling it South African British, but not Chinese. Right. So now there they're using go. the numbers and letters like everybody's going to memorize it. There you it. go. And Orwell takes a victory lap. Anyway, the new um, escape mutant. So that's the South African strain. That's the also es- my Netflix series that I'm trying to get greenlit. I'm totally watching that. <laughs> it's like X-Files. Dr. Charles Chu, Director of Viral Diagnostics at the University of California, San Francisco, um, said lab studies indicate that the new mutated strain first found in South Africa may limit the... Uh, Um, efficacy of the vaccine and so he said in the context of that he's making an urgent call to speed up the pace of vaccinations amid the spread of the three variants believed to be significantly more contagious right after the holiday this is a guy who does this for a living Mm -hmm. saying we got new strains that are even worse than the strain that's got our hospitals overwhelmed gotta get the vaccine out you see this is kind of a big deal the Golden State's vaccine rollout is off to a rocky start, it says here, with more than two-thirds of the doses delivered still sitting in storage. 
The South African strain called an escape mutant because scientists believe it could have the ability to fly below the radar of antibodies generated by the vaccines. CNN is reporting. Another virologist at the Africa Health Research Institute, where they're studying it because it's you know over in their part of the woods, told CNN, I'm really worried. Uh, Chu, the UCSF director of viral diagnostics, said an accelerated vaccination rollout is especially urgent. Right after the, the holiday. Because of the contagious virus at a time when California has become the world's coronavirus epicenter, the Chronicle reports. We're really in a race now, and this only increases our urgency to mass vaccinate the population before additional variants evolve and emerge. As I characterized it, uh, characterized it last week, it's a race between the vaccine and nature, life and death. I think it's a race between wokeness and science. I think to a large degree, yes, you're right. Or bureaucracy and science—a combination, yeah. a combination of bureaucracy and wokeness. Yeah, we get this holiday off. Wokeocracy. No, you, <laughs> you don't understand. People, people are dying by the hundreds in our county alone every single day. And this is before, it's, but it's a holiday, and it'll be multiples of that if that new strain catches hold. But today's a holiday. It's like... Uh, How do you have that conversation? It's like talking to a fish. It's like the world's greatest documentary, Idiocracy, but it has electrolytes. Everybody would respond as they were they were trying to put Gatorade on farms, on fields. It's one of the major plot points of the movie. That's not dumber than this. And they couldn't grow any crops. That's not dumber than this. And the guy from the past was trying to tell the future, no, you need water. Water. That doesn't have electrolytes. Yes, that is as stupid, mindless, and counterproductive as this. It's hard to believe it's happening in the modern world in the U.S. of A. It really is. I can't get over it. I just, I, I'm damaged. I need counseling. The hot spot or of the world. Or an axe handle and a bandana. The hot spot of the world for the worst pandemic in a century is taking the day off. Vaccinating people. Vaccinating people with a new strain looming. Right. That is, if you think about it, you'll go crazy. It's idiocracy. It absolutely is. How has nobody got the the cojones to stand up and say, "Uh, this is ridiculous, get it open this afternoon? Well, nobody is even reporting on it. Well, I could have missed it. Nobody's mentioned it except us, as far as I can tell, in the news media. It's not even a topic of conversation among the, I'll tell you why, the white-toothed parrots of America's media. I, I, for some reason, journalists can put that in a story and not reflect on it. Right. Yeah. Having great success there at Dodger Stadium. It will be closed on Monday for Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday and open again on Tuesday. With no refle- Wait a second. That doesn't sound like a good idea. No reflection. CBS LA staff, they, uh, there's not a specific byline. I would be so interested just to, to, to call the person up who wrote it. and s- I'd say, listen, this is some really good tight writing. I like the, you know, the quotes from people about how relieved they are and the rest of it. I, I got a question for you, though. Because you mentioned the dead people and the goals and the challenges of keeping the vaccine uh, cold enough during warm weather and the rest of it. And you mentioned they're going to close Monday for the day. Didn't that strike you as odd, given, you know, the dead people thing? Not a word. Not a syllable. As if it's utterly uncontroversial. Right. Maybe we're the weirdos. No, to them it makes so much sense, you don't even pause. Or they're incurious 
parrots being paid minimum wage at the beginnings of the career, and they don't have the confidence or the life experience to, to see through the illogic of it. I don't know. I, Eric, Eric, I'm talking, Eric Garcetti. Now, the people who die today or have die appointed the me their spokesman. Or, yeah, if this thing spreads even more in the future, they've appointed me their spokesman. And they're asking, I'm asking, why'd you shut down today just because it's a holiday? Yeah, this isn't talk radio blowhard stuff. There will be people that die. Moms, dads, grandmas, there will be people that die that didn't have to because you took the day off. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, I don't know if that number is 50 or 500 or 5,000. God help us if that new strain catches hold before we get the vaccine out. But there will be people that be people that are dead that wouldn't be dead if he didn't take the day off for whatever reason you decided to honor MLK. Given the fact that they're giving out five figures worth of doses per day, that's unquestionably true. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's anybody, anybody know? Text oh, line 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Uh, so uh, the other day I mentioned that I'd run into four or five golf buddies of mine. They said, we've all had it. You ought to get it and get it over with. Um, and I talked about that, and I've definitely had that temptation. Um, and we immediately got an email from a you guy who's... You be a bug chaser? Uh, that's the term for it. Not I, yeah, It's not out of the possible realm of possibility. What are you going to do? Are you going to lick somebody? Or? What's the matter with well, you? Well, I mean, how would you get it? Seriously, what Just is... have them breathe in your face? I don't know. I hadn't thought it through. I, you know. Well, I... think it through, man. No! I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. Okay, should I think through vacationing in Venice? I don't. I have no intention to vacation. I'll think it through when I decide I want to do it. But um, we immediately got an email from a gent, and I can't remember what he said specifically, but he was a young man and an athlete in in terrific physical shape. And he said, "I got it, and I've been sick as hell for ten weeks." Yeah. We had a babysitter got it, and she, she's young. Yeah. Super sick for two months. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Anyway, Tom uh, Brady is going to be back in a in a, a conference championship game. Mm-hmm. Boy, nobody saw that coming, did they? Uh, Tampa NFC, Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady in the NFC Championship game, pretty impressive. Um, we got more on the way. Again, if you know any if, any any rhyme or reason to closing down Dodger Stadium to vaccination today because it's a holiday, four one five two nine five KFTC. team and everything we put in to get to this point so there's only four teams left we're one of them and uh it's tough to get to this point so we need a big week so got need a great week of practice got one of one of the best teams in the league obviously in green bay the top seed and uh aaron's playing incredible they got a great defense so it's gonna be a uh, a great matchup that's tom brady who won his playoff game over the weekend, and is going to be in the NFC Championship game after having been in, what, 12 AFC Championship I games? I think this is his 14th championship 14th game. 14th yeah. championship game. That's absolutely unbelievable. With so many good players that like get to do it once, maybe, or never. He's the GOAT. 14. You would have no nervousness. He's played almost an entire season of championship games. No more than most people have shown up to the office. 
That's really amazing. I'm here to do the job. And with, with Behemoth's trying to take his head off, granted. I didn't realize he's 43. So he's 43. Drew Brees is 42. Their combined age, obviously the highest of any starting quarterback duo in playoff history. 43 and 42. Yeah. And, and it's not like they're hanging on, just clutching onto the, the tatters of their careers. They're both winning games. I'm, I was shocked, actually, that Brady beat uh, Breeze. I didn't watch the game. but Inspirational in a different way. I love the fact that 60 Minutes featured Alex Smith, who was a big deal for 49ers fans and then Chiefs fans um, and then Redskins fans. But uh, he the, had, what, what? You said the R word. The Washington football canceled. team. Canceled! Canceled! <laughs> canceled! But he had that horrible, horrible injury in which he almost died, Durr. and nobody thought he'd definitely ever play again if he lived uh, through it. Yeah. And he's rehabbed his way back and everything like that. Pretty, pretty inspirational story from 60 Minutes last night. What did Alex Smith's leg look like? Bone, basically. All he has was calf muscle and his tibia and his fibula. We were in the hospital approximately a month. Uh, they had to remove quite a bit of muscle and tissue from my lower leg, get the infection under control, and then faced with the reality that, hey, we, you know, we, we still might have to cut off your leg. And uh, for me, that, to hear those words, uh, hard to deal with as a professional athlete and someone that really, I, I mean, I think I took that for granted for so long. My body, my health, crazy reality. Not not to make light of it, but as someone who enjoys having their legs. Hmm. I mean, you don't need a reason to not want your leg to be removed. Correct. Um, yeah. A month after being a month in the hospital, there was still a chance, with the best medical care you can get anywhere in the world, that they're going to have to cut off his leg. Well, which skips over the couple, two, three days where they thought he might not live. Right. The the best part of it though was his he's a really interesting guy and um you know he got shortchanged by the world that is professional sports but it's super decent you know honorable dude as mm-hmm. as, as you know we paid more attention to him because he was playing in our backyard for Love a long Alex time. Smith. I have an Alex Smith jersey as you know. Oh, that's right. You have an mm-hmm. Alex Smith jersey. Well, he's to just this day. he's an actual good human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not that's a, why I liked him so much. Not a lot of the athletes who you got you know kids wearing the names on the back of the jersey are good people. They're good players, but they are not good people. Alex Smith is a seriously good dude. He's going to be on the speaking circuit when he's done playing, going around giving inspirational speeches, you know, on the, the, the recovery process he was in, I think. Maybe you'll run for office. Yeah, could be that. Final Thoughts with A-N-G. Yeah! Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joseph Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. There he is, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michelangelo, final thought? Yeah, I keep thinking about how they're distributing vaccine, and I am wondering what would happen if I walked into a hospital, let's say about 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon, and asked, hey, do you have any leftover vaccine that you're going to throw away? Could you just give me a shot? And I wonder if they would do it. It depends on where you are. Some people are getting fined or losing their licenses if they gave it to a young white male like you. Yeah, what about decolonization, Michael? Yeah, you know anything about decolonization? Anything? Positive Sean's our producer. Uh, Sean, final thought? I'm just looking forward to sprinting back to Chateau Relaxo, where I'm essentially just a restaurant now. I'm, I'm making appetizer towers. I got mozzarella stick, potato skins. My, I mean, it's not healthy, but man, it's delicious. Because of your air fryer. I, I am an air fryer guy now. I'm going to be talking about it constantly, like a guy who just got a new boat. <laughs> Jack, uh, do you have a final thought for us? I say this every year on MLK Jr.'s birthday. If you want to know more about him or the civil rights era, I highly recommend the Taylor Branch books. They're long, but they're absolutely amazing. Pillar of Fire or Parting the Waters, great. One thing to take away, 
Uh, he didn't want the job. He argued against it, but he took the job uh, changing the world. And he came on the scene, Martin Luther King Jr., the Birmingham, Montgomery, I'm sorry, the Montgomery uh, protests. He was 26 years old. Great Scott. Isn't that amazing? Had greatness thrust upon him. Uh, my final thought from the department of why don't you try this hard at your job? You'd do well as five people managed to steal 250 tons of salmon valued at more than $4 million from a processing plant in Sydney, Australia. They didn't do it all at once. They came up with a way to designate a certain amount of the salmon unusable. Ah, Then clever. carted it away, even though it was perfectly good. Clever. It's um, interesting. Armstrong and Getty. It's really like embezzlement. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. A salmon syndicate. So many people to thank so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Hot Links has all sorts of great articles and videos, all the stuff we talked about. You can drop us an email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. See you tomorrow. God bless America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say okay. that. I've sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good. And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show. We'll be better tomorrow than we were today. Then we heard the words. It's over for me. Adios, mofo. Okay, so we're, we're, you're, we're dismissed, is that correct? Do you want to rephrase uh, what you're doing? California is a blue state that is completely held together by red tape. It's no wonder people are leaving in droves. Armstrong and Getty.